Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. There's a blast. Deep to right. Gavin Sheets, a two-run homer. And it's a four-run deficit now. That's his third of the homestand. ESPN 1000, good morning. It's Andrew and Hanley following another White Sox loss to the Yankees. Boy, those Yankees are tough, Brian. Hey, looky there, a highlight. Len Casper on the call. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a highlight, one of few for these Southsiders. Hey, you're scoring at home, Gavin Sheets. Uh, we won't talk about the error earlier in the week. Yeah, we will. Um, three home runs in the last four games. Not so bad, right? No, Problem not so is, bad, but the other bats are cold, Brian. <laughs> not only that, the problem is the Yankees get four home runs a game. Um, how and sick then, are then the, there's that, too. How sick are the Yankees, Mr. Xander? I, I mean, you know, I, look, look. I mean, they are just unbelievable. Now, I'm not thinking that we are going to necessarily, uh, I mean, we, you know, we're already down two games in a four-game series today. Keiko's pitching for the White Sox. We'll get to that. But, look, I the Yankees are playing great, but. We're stranding people on base. I mean, we're doing things to take us our, ourselves out of the possibility of winning a game. So uh, as great as the Yankees are, and, and our bullpen is there now, Brian. Everybody showed up, but it's not as good as we thought right now. Well, it's not. But, here, you know, it's, you have to keep it in perspective. You know me. I'm always positive, Mark. Yeah, um, really? Yeah. They're... Um, your White Sox are seven and three in the last ten. I mean, those three losses, ugly as they come, right? And yes. I'll, I'll, and I don't I'll, like the ugliness, and that's what's really standing out. I get what I you're mean, saying, but the ugliness like, is making it worse. It's like the stock market; it's violent. I mean, the swings, right? Volatile, I mean, volatile for sure. I, I I will argue the loss to Cleveland earlier in the week is the worst loss of the week, even though recency bias, having watched the last two nights, right? And Tony said we got torched last night, and and boy, did they! I mean. Giving up big innings to that team, which is 17 and 2 in its last night, the, the Yankees are on pace to win 122 games. Now, <laughs> they're not going to. No, I they're going to hit. They're going to hit some kind of. Uh, are they? They're, they're, man, they'll spin out at some point. I, well, you know how deep the spin out will be? I don't know. I, I, I mean, so a week. It happens. A week it's ag- a long season. Uh, Mark, a week ago, we sat here and said. Are the, I, I think the White Sox are pretty fortunate to only be three games out of the division, given that they just lost four or five in a row, right? Yes. And, and, yes. and then they won four in a row. And then a week later, they're still three games out in the division, and the division is not all that tough, right? I mean, thank God you're not in the East, because that, that's a whole lot ugly with the Yankees sitting there. And, and look, you're right. Going back to the Guardians, uh, Guardians, that was a much worse loss because Absolutely. that's a division loss. That's a team that is not the Yankees. I mean, the Yankees are the Yankees. Thankfully, we're not in the East. But, yes, they are a tough team. But we see what is going to take yes, to get see that- to the promised land. And, boy, are we not ready right now. Well, Gavin Sheets, the man who just uh, we heard about the going yard there, you know, said yesterday, it's early. And and, and when asked, well, when is it not early? He said October. <laughs> okay. We've had, some, we've had some audio here. Let's play yeah. uh, uh, post-game uh, Gavin Sheets here. Did you look at how you guys stack up in these first couple of games? You know, it's a team that's hot right now. And, uh, you know, it's a team like this. It, you got to beat come October to win, you know, what the big end goal is, you know, World Series. And, 
we still got two more games in the series. Um, you know, they, they got us the first two, but two more big games, and we're going to do all we can to, to come out tomorrow and attack and then come out Sunday and attack. That's all I can do at this point. You say that they're hot. Does, what do these two games tell you about the way you guys are playing right now and, and maybe some of the things that you need to, you guys need to, to look at? Um, you know, I think that, you know, it's it's a battle every day. You know, this is, it's a good team, and, um, you know, we, we got to take some positives from some of the stuff we've done and, you know, know where we need to get better in, in some other aspects. And, uh, you know, it's a good test early in the season. And, um, you know, obviously not playing our best ball at this moment, but, we're still doing a lot of things really well. And, uh, you know, we're going to take from, you know, the positives from these first two games that, that they've been and come back and play hard tomorrow, hopefully get a win, and then come out on Sunday and play win, play well. And, you know, we're 500 with them. So, um, you know, obviously right now it's tough for the last two games, but still two more. Well, you, you know, he does have a point. It is a measuring stick of which they now know what they have to really do to dominate. And they're they're meeting a team that is doing just that, dominating everybody. Uh, how, to put it in perspective, the New York New York Yankees in their great history, right? Mm. They have 24 wins so far this season. It's only the fifth time in franchise history they've reached that mark through 32 games. Now think of all the great New York Yankees teams. Now you have to go back to 1928, 1939, 1958, 98, 1998. Um, so that, they're on historic pace. Now that said, I, we could go over the positives you could take from the first two games um, for for the White Sox, as Gavin said. We'll take the positives and move on. Can you help me with those um, besides his home runs? Well, um, well, you saw you, you saw the uh, the stat line for Dylan the other day. How crazy. weird was that? Crazy. How weird was that? Four inning pit, uh, four innings pitched. Uh, let's see, uh, six runs. Yeah, six six runs, eleven strikeouts, two How walks, eleven strikeouts. Yeah, and didn't he tie Billy Pierce for most double digit games with strikeouts? I mean, you talk about. Good and bad, and not much in between there. I mean, right? It now. It, it, now, if that game were, if he pitched that game against somebody else beyond the Yankees, and we we actually supported him with runs, that that would have been a way different result. Sure, sure. And 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 here's the problem. I mean, again, I, I think I, I'm on fully on board with you about that Cleveland loss. You're up six runs to that team. You allowed eight unearned runs in that twelve nine complete loss. bullpen collapse. Like the, defensively the, terrible, right? And right. Tony doesn't want to talk about the defense. You know, Steve Stone said in the broadcast last night. Jason Benetti asked him, "How does the defense get better during the season?" And he basically said, "It doesn't. It, it, it's almost impossible to do." And he also added, "This isn't new. I mean, this isn't just happened in the last two weeks, right?" The 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 four errors. You just you know you don't see that very often. And and eight on unearned runs. But the problem is, in our Twitter poll question today, very simply, which concerns is more of a concern for the White Sox, their offense currently or their defense? Now, you can argue the offense, and you can find that at ESPN 1000. I'll retweet it as well. I'm sure you will. Yep. Um, you know, the, the, the defense wasn't all that last year either, but it wasn't this bad. They are the, they are the worst team in baseball. Worst team in baseball. Again, three games back of the division, a game out of the wild card currently. Should be a playoff team when everyone gets back healthy. Mm. But they're giving up defensively uh, uh, runs, the, the advanced metric. It's minus 11.5 runs. The next closest team 
on the, on the bad scale for defensive runs allowed is Pittsburgh, and they're like three and a half runs clear of the White Sox. That's I mean that's Pittsburgh, how terrible. Pittsburgh, the perennial yeah. bottom feeder, the perennial rebuild team. You know, and the Cubs have joined them too. But I don't know how. As Steve says I you know it, it doesn't. It's almost impossible to do. So the offense better get it going because currently they're residing in the bottom four or five positions throughout the league in, in you know batting average and, and slugging and on base. Hey Brian, in the way I look at it, look, you have starting pitching, you have bullpen pitching. You yes. have offense, you have defense. You better have three of those firing at the same time. Mm-hmm. If you only have one firing at the same time, there's no way. 312-332-3776. Jump in if you'd like on the Twitter poll or call us here. In studio, uh, we're in the uh, window on State Street this morning, and uh, you can see us on Twitch, twitch.tv, ESPN 1000 Chicago, sponsored by Brothers Bond Bourbon. Go pick up a bottle of Brothers Bond. It's time to bond. So if you want to jump in on this, which is more of a concern today as we look at it, offense or defense? Offensively, we're cold. Defensively, we're absolutely terrible. Now, what Stoney said that there's really no fixing it in season. I was listening to Chuck, Chuck Garfine on the White Sox Talk podcast, mm-hmm. I believe. I believe it was uh, Try to Catch It Every Week. And they were talking about Carlos Correa. This is interesting. Not sure if you know about this. But Carlos, who is now with the Twins, he is hurt. But he, coming to the Twins, he participates in defensive drills. And mm-hmm. he holds everybody else accountable. And there's even some kind of fine system during the drills if you miss something or something. The point is, it's a fun little game, but it's a, it's a solid leader that came to the team that's changing the culture, that's changing the way they look at things, and holding other people accountable. So I would challenge that notion for Steve. Now, do we have the right people to do that, the coaching staff that'll do that on the south side? I, I, I can't answer that. Well, but, here's my problem with Tony when after the uh, Cleveland game. He didn't even want to entertain the, the subject about the defense being a problem. Well, it's great to be, you know, I'm, I'm the positive guy here. You know that, Mark. So I can be Mr. Positive. And, <laughs> That's and, the second and, time you've said that. Yes, because I'm trying to convince myself. Um, but, but Tony has to acknowledge that you are the worst defensive team in baseball. And your run differential, minus 27, you know, only Kansas City and Detroit worse than you are. And it's because you allow and extend innings. Now, you you get you know beat by by Giancarlo Stanton and uh, Judge and and Josh. That's going to happen. You make you make your best pitch, and they find it. And they, it. Uh, they drive it out. That's going right. to happen. And they, they've been doing it with everybody, right? But, you know, against right. teams like Cleveland, when you allow extra innings and and, and extra outs and, and extend innings, that's what happens. You find yourself in an extra inning ball game on the losing side of it. So. Tony has to, at least behind closed doors, has to to you know get in people's ears and and whether it's his coaching staff or Tim Anderson or you know to your point about Carlos Correa, your leaders have you know Tim's sitting there with his nine errors right he had ten all all last season that you can't like the trend there right he has to be the guy out there saying I got to work on this and and, and not only saying I got he's got to be out there working on it now, and now he thought- has look he has acknowledged it but yeah yes. is he putting in the time this is where jose who who you know he he's had a couple but you know he's solid with the glove he really is our leader he's just not the guy to be very vocal 
And, you know, look, I don't know what the dynamic is in the clubhouse. But for me as a fan, I would like, you know, sometimes Tony just talks too much. We saw that with the Mercedes things last year, and it's really where your opinion lies. But I would like to hear him be vocal about the defense now. Yes, because it's 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 as a fan concerned. base, we need to hear that they're going to be held accountable. Yeah, we you know if we acknowledge, we see what you see, we we feel your pain, and we're going to do something to clean it up. Now right. you might not fix everything, and it might not be appreciably better. You're not going to be sitting there in the top half of defensive but that's teams okay. in baseball. And look, look, just just eliminating a couple of games yes. would be yeah. a huge a huge step. And he, look, I I like Josh Harrison. Even last night he bobbled. It's almost like it's this. Uh, this uh, flu or COVID-like thing running through the team. I hope Lucas Giolito's not listening. Well, and he does have COVID, and it is allegedly a mild um, case, which, you know, many people are going through, you know, depending on how, you know, they, they've handled the vaccinations and such. But as we, as we know, it's a, it's a mild case, and that was after Cleveland was in town, which, of course, it decimated their whole coaching staff. Yeah, and yeah, Terry Francona is going to miss another series. So, and so Lucas is out for the twin series, and so Johnny Cueto looks. I mean, you have to activate him by tomorrow. Yeah, let's get him opt- going. Let's get him going. We need. Well, him he can there. opt out of his contract if he doesn't if he doesn't get activated tomorrow. So I fully expect yeah. to see him in one of those games on Tuesday on the doubleheader. Why wouldn't you? But, but I mean, really, it the it's a legit question because the offense hasn't been all that. Not nearly what it should be. And again, injuries come into play, and it's great. You know, Illoy was out taking swings yesterday, but they're not rushing him back. But which is more concerning? Because you can cover up your defensive ills with if you're ripping the cover off the ball. I mean, if you look like the Yankees murders right, both sides are not really performing up to. I mean, uh, I think offenses the the offensive uh, miscues worse than the lack of. I mean, the defensive miscues are worse than the lack of offense because, you know, look at Sheets. Moncada went yard the other day. Uh, but, yeah, both of them can't be misfiring at once because we have no chance. But the good news is only three games out of the division lead and one game out of the wild card. And, and so even though we're sitting here middle of May. And Certainly we can, not too late to straighten it up. No. I mean, no you, you have to get in the postseason. And, but then you run into – look, there are seven teams on pace to have 100 wins or, or better this year. Think about that. Yeah. So you're going to run into those teams in October. It just, it's not just the, the Yankees. It's not the I'm teams that the scar- the To me, the, the scariest teams getting my attention are in the American League. The we Yankees, can talk about that. The Astros. Yeah. The Blue Jays. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to jump in, what's worse, offense or defense for our Chicago White Sox? It's Xander and Hanley on a Saturday afternoon in the First Midwest Bank Studio Division of Old National Bank. We'll be right after. Oh, we'll be right back. Taking your calls after this. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Taking your calls here at 312-332-3776. ESPN 1000, Brian Hanley, Mark Zander talking about the White Sox last night. You know, Brian, you know, Vince Velasquez had a couple of really solid starts before yesterday. And I can't – it's hard to totally blame him. No. 
I mean, this the Yankees are just so good, and we actually have some some audio of uh, Vince talking about his performance. Didn't come out as hot as I expected. Um, I mean, last last two outings have been really locked in, and um, it just seemed like I was kind of out of sync uh, right from the beginning. They're very selective when it comes to um, finding what they like, and if you don't execute, um, they're going to capitalize. Um, but I mean, look at the standings. Look, look, look at what they're doing. Um, they're they're going to they're going to ambush. Um, and when you don't have your best stuff, then it makes things a little bit harder. You're going to have your you're going to have your good days. You're going to have your bad days. It's just a matter of you kind of just getting back on the horse and uh, going, going back to work. Yeah, not a great day, Brian, for Vince Velasquez. But look, he he's had some good outings against the Yankees, and he's right. There's a very 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 small margin of error with the uh, pinstripes. Yeah, and, and Tony mentioned it too that you know they they look for your mistakes and they punish it. And he seemed to intimate that uh, Vince and and the pitcher and catcher weren't on the same page. Catcher setting up, say outer half of the plate, pitch comes inner half of the plate, and they just they punish your mistakes. And look, you know, Judge has got twelve home runs. Mm-hmm. You know, he and Stan. They're unbelievable. When when they both homer in a game, they're almost unbeatable. Yeah, uh, the yeah, they, yeah. They said that. Uh, yeah, the win loss on that was uh, ridiculous. They're twenty one and one in the last That's couple what seasons. It was, yeah. yeah. So and I get that, but you know, he gave you five innings. Now look, it was five nothing, and you were sitting there. I'm watching the game. You had no. I mean, I was when when five nothing. I started looking at hockey as much as I was watching the White Sox. Right. Um, and we got three game sevens today. Uh, hey, and for... earlier in the game, I, I've got to mention this too. Now we saw Gavin hit a home run later in the game, but earlier in the game he struck out with the bases loaded. Yeah. So we had our chances. Now I'm not saying that we we were going to win that game, but we had our chances to drive in more runs, and that's been a bit of a frustration for me. There's been a fair amount of people stranded on the well, base this. this you, you could, I mean, you can you get a few there. You get a crooked number there, which you know you got nothing there, right? And so. You got to deliver. I yeah. mean, you got to at least have the good intention of making it a game. Next thing you know, it's five nothing, and and I'm getting the remote and seeing you know checking out uh, NHL playoff games. So, but but the timely hitting hasn't been there nearly enough. The power hasn't been there nearly enough. Um, it it has been a power outage for sure. What, yeah. I mean, what what is happening now? We don't have Aloy. Obviously, Luis right. Robert is certainly capable, very strong mm-hmm. guy. He uh, he had a home run in the past week, but just one. It was nice to see uh, Yuan. But Gavin's getting hot from the left hand side. That's nice to see. Uh, we had Pollock hit one, but uh, Abreu not really lately. I mean, he's been pretty cold. We actually have a uh, stat that uh, I think both of us got on Twitter, according to Josh Nelson. Uh, we've got uh, Jose. Uh, Brayu currently career low average launch angle. His uh, line drive rate is only 10%. Uh, ground ball rate, 52%. He's hitting the ball on the ground, and his numbers against sliders are horrible, which, of course, they're pitching more to him. So yeah. there, there are a lot of reasons why our, our leader, our silent leader, is, is cold, but we need him, and, and he's, one, he's one of those that are cold for sure. Well, and during the losing streak, before the winning streak, um, Gavin Sheets was talking about how it's contagious hitting, and but they were all taking solace in the fact that they're hitting the ball hard. It just wasn't going out of the park and was going into mitts more. They they were going into gaps. Mm-hmm. That's all wonderful. But you're 19th going into the Yankees series. The White Sox were 19th in home runs in Major League Baseball. 
22nd and slugging 28th on base percentage. Not nearly good enough. I mean, not near. It might be good enough to win the division, but it ain't going to be good enough when it's not early in October to to win a playoff series. And you don't want to be taking the quick exit like you did last year. So, you know, the the Twitter poll questions out there, and you can join us three one two three three two three seven seven six. Which is more of a concern, the offense or the defense? Because Mark said it, the the bullpen's doing its job as much as they can. Probably, you know, being it's been a bit volatile, but the, when they're on, they're on. But we yeah. we still need the runs because, yeah, you know, obviously, again, if you separate the four parts of the game, if you don't have a three, two, you know, if not three working for you, bullpen, defense, offense, and um, and starting pitching, yeah, you know, you're you're looking at a tough slug and. The Yankees, I don't know if it gets much tougher than that, but Vaughn is back today, which is obviously good news. Uh, you know, we'll see if he can continue hitting. I mean, he's he's a home run threat, which is nice to see. He's got a sweet swing. He knows how to hit. Yeah, and, and you know, hey, even Dallas Keuchel gave you, you know, when we last spoke on Sunday. He actually Sunday. did six innings. Yep. Can you believe it? So the starting pitching, you know, but, uh, you know, Dallas Keuchel for at least a start joined the group and gave you, you know, gave you an opportunity to win a game. Five and, strikeouts, and, one walk. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, the, it's not just the Yankees, though. The concern is you have a losing record against teams with winning records. And that is the ultimate lit. And, and, and it's the same thing as last year. Exactly right. And it was a concern then. And you got to the playoffs and then you were, you know, quick exit. And you don't want to see that again. And. You know, once everyone gets healthy, you want to see the games being much cleaner defensively and much more timely hitting and the ball going out of the ballpark. And, look, I know the home runs are down across Major League Baseball. Total runs are down. It's, you know, the same old stuff. Somebody tell the Yankees that. Well, yeah. But for them, they're the outlier, right? (laughs) But it's cold weather. It's, you know, a dead ball. We can go all through it and – and, you know, talk about all the, the whys, uh, Matt Nagy. And we'll get to figure out the whys. Enough of all of that. Don't Matt <laughs> but, Nagy me. <laughs> but, um, but it's, again, you're three games out. It's not like you're my Cubs. I, 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 I'm trying to, I was trying to figure this out when, uh, you know, they were on Apple TV last night. And I didn't, I was, it was too much effort to even find them. Oh, so you didn't um, even catch any of it? No, because, the, you know, out of sight, out of mind. You know, I just... It's too much effort to switch over to Apple TV. I have Apple TV, but, you know, they lost four to three. Okay. I, I'm trying to think if being alive like you are as a Sox fan and, and living and dying with each game and each inning and, and each pitch, the stuff that makes you love baseball throughout a 162-game season and ties you in knots, and then when things are great, you're just every day is a great day, and that's why I love baseball. I, I I don't know if I'd want that anxiety right now or the idea that my Cubs are so bad that they could lose 100 games and I don't even pick up the remote to find them on Apple TV because, you know, wake me up. Wake me Jed's, up when it when it gets better. When, when Jed's done building the next great Cubs team, which we heard all about with Anthony Rizzo being back uh, at, on the south side. Did you hear talking. all the boos? Yeah, well, God bless them. You know you're a Blackhawks fan, right? Chris Chelios got booed when he showed up in a Detroit Red Wings jersey. Hell yeah. The United Hell Center, yeah. Right? I was booing him from my couch. Exactly. That hurt me so bad when he got traded to yeah. Detroit, of all places. So, yes, he so, deserved I mean, that. So, and, you know, you understand why Sox, you know, as Paul Sullivan wrote, once a Cub, always a Cub, whether he's wearing Yankees. I mean, now he's wearing a Yankees uniform. Another double reason to boo him. But those boos were because he was the guy, the face on the on the north side, right? Yeah, we've got uh, Mike in Highland Park that wants to uh, jump in and talk about the White Sox. Good morning, Mike. You're on ESPN 1000 with Xander and Henley. 
Hey, guys. I uh, just want to make a point. Everybody should get off the ledge. It's the middle of May. We're playing probably the best team in baseball as of this moment. Oh, no Our doubt. ballpark. Our ballpark is lit up as far as the temperatures, and it's a it's a it's a bandbox against a great team. It's the, all the, everything's aligned right now, and I'm not saying we're going anywhere, but we certainly have a lot of talent. Uh, don't forget, Vaughn will be back. I think he may be in the lineup today. today I he, he should be today. Play. Yeah, the, the, I hope so. He yeah. should be batting four or five or six. He's a stud. He's going to be. He great. should be playing yeah. every day too. And I hope he, Tony's he, he listening to us. You know what? You know the biggest problem is we got we got Vaughn. You got Abreu. You got Sheets. You got. Uh, um, and, um, well, those are all the same player. I mean, they're all going to play yeah. first base or DH, and you know, and then you got Grandal has to has to DH too. It's it's we have too many guys for the same position. We don't have enough of the right guys. For example, you got the left field and the right field. I love Vaughn. I love Sheep, but you want them both in the outfield at the same time. I'd rather have Angle in one of those positions. I'd well, really Angle, Angle, Angle is a great uh, late defense. game defensive. Rather, well, no, yeah. I just rather have him in the game. Uh, most games are not going to be 12 to 10 like they are with the Yankees. Most games, the Yankees are an anomaly. They're exceptional. They're way beyond everybody else. And, and Toronto may be that same way and possibly Houston. I don't know. But, but the White Sox pitching will be fine in most times. Even, even, even if you look at Dylan Cease the first night, he was great. He just got yeah. pilot, one guy, one mistake twice to the same guy. That's I don't all know takes. who made those calls, yeah. the outside fastball to him and low. On a, when you're behind in the count, it doesn't make any sense. It, was that an execution problem? Was that a call by Tony? Was it a call by Katz? Was it a call by Grandal? Was it just cheat, uh, Steve not executing? I mean, those were just stupid plays twice he did it. I mean, I mean, to the guy that was who likes to hit to right, that's his power stroke right there yep. in a band box. I mean, it, and everybody else, he was mowing down. So I... Uh, everybody should get off the ledge. Okay, okay. we're going to be okay. We're never going. We don't have enough players to probably go all the way. They got to change some things. But I, you're going to get back win. Uh, like I said, Vaughn is back. Eventually, Jimenez, Jimenez will be back, but I, and hopefully he'll live up to his hype. And, and stay off the IL. Yeah. What? Yeah, and stay off the IL too, Mike. Thanks for yeah. the uh, phone call. Yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, get off the ledge. All right. I'm. I'm. I was standing on the ledge. Now I'm sitting down. I, I feel a little better, Brian. We're going to take a break, come back, take more of your calls, 312-332-3776. And uh, on the subject of Andrew Vaughn, it has been making me crazy that he has been only used in certain situations. I think he's a guy that should be used in all situations. And I'll try to sell you that idea when we get back here on ESPN 1000. home for sports now by your side through your smart speaker just tell it to play espn 1000 this is chicago's home for sports espn 1000 espn 1000 100.3 hd2 and on the espn chicago app it's xander and hanley talking white Sox baseball Boy, those Yankees are absolutely tough, and we've got some audio here before we get to back to the phones, Brian, on uh, Garrett Cole and his opinion of what people are seeing when they face uh, the Yankees, what, uh, what opposing pitchers, I should say, are feeling when they face the Yankees lineup, the powerful Yankees lineup. It's brutal. <laughs> um, you know, there's obviously a lot of power. Um, 
and I think you know they there's a there's there's different types of hitters. I think Judge and Stanton are obviously um, kind of unicorns, but you know we're we're running out different looks and um, some guys having every guy rather really works the count and and doesn't take a pitch off and so um, you know we keep that focus and then just let our talents you know on our individual you know strengths shine it's like really diverse and and really tough to get through and he is so glad he doesn't have to face his own team brian yeah because it's brutal and it is and, <laughs> he and was right right out the of the box brutal the aforementioned Anthony Rizzo has nine home runs, and and he and Judge are are just you know making a nice little combination in that lineup, and he's fit famously into the clubhouse too. I mean, Judge talks about what a what a great presence and guy he is, and Cub fans and Cub players know what what he meant to that clubhouse. So, as much as he had some ill feelings last year when the whole thing was going down, and knew he wasn't going to get a contract, and knew he was going to be traded. He now says he's happy to be playing for the team that his dad rooted for. 312-332-3776. It's got to be tough for Cub fans to see him in pinstripes and having the success that he's having. Because you long for him to be... I mean, of all the of the three that got you know sent out of Chicago, I would have thought that he was the guy that was going to stay. Because of his leadership and what he meant to the fan base. Obviously, that wasn't the case. If he turned down, though, Mark, if he legitimately turned down what reportedly I think was five years and $75 million, I mean, he's playing on a two-year contract for $32 million, right? He left more money on the table with the Cubs. And Jed Hoyer said he can sleep well at night. And I think that's probably pretty close to the numbers. And right. he thought he was worth more. Yep. But ultimately... You know, he, he now has a chance to win a World Series, a legit chance with a historically, you know, a team that's on a historic pace in, in terms of wins and making it look easy. It could be worse. He could be playing for the Pirates. 312-332-3776. Dan in Barrington wants to jump in and talk White Sox. Hey, Dan. Hey, guys. Uh, respectfully, I just could not possibly disagree more with the last caller about don't jump off the ledge. This team was not built by Rick Hahn, where we heard about multiple championships to win this garbage division. Just hear me out real quick. We're pining for Eloy. Eloy is a negative two war player over his last hundred games. We make it sound like Eloy's Mike Trout. He's not, he, you know, he, he's just not what we think he is. And so I'm begging you to read off his staff. Secondly, we say, Oh, the Yankees, the Astros are just as terrifying as the Yankees. Yeah, they are. So are the, so are the angels. So this is not about winning this division. That's not what Rick Hahn said at the beginning of the year. It's win the World Series. So let me ask you this. How do you win a World Series when you are playing Reese McGuire, Lurie Garcia, and the two worst free agent signings in the offseason? Our left fielder and the Harrison? I mean, look at these guys. Stats guys, they're awful. And then we keep saying, oh, well, Lynn will come back. What happened to Lynn in the playoffs last year? Made it three innings, got his head blown off because – he can't. Any team that can hit fastballs is going to crucify him in the playoffs. So I know we're saying don't jump off the ledge, but we need to hold this team to the standard that they hold themselves to. And when you talk about we're the best in the league, Tim Anderson, we're the best effing team in the league, we're, we're the superstars, you got to hold them to that. And this, how they're playing right now, that last caller, you should be ashamed of yourself as a Sox fan. <laughs> this team needs to be held to that standard, and they're just not there. And it's not okay Tim Anderson has 10 uh, no, it's not, it's okay. not okay. There's, there, there's, there's okay nobody here excusing okay that. 
Nobody it's here. Not okay that they, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. It's not okay that they don't know how to run the bases, and it's not okay that our $20 million catcher is afraid to catch the ball in the playoffs. So it's fine, you know, it's fine to get puffy-chested if you beat the Cubs and the Red Sox. That's not what the exercise is. They're supposed to be the Yankees right now. So maybe rather than just, you know, bowing down and saying how great they are, why not stand up and do it? But where are they? What's happening? Abreu's horrible. So, I mean, I know everyone thinks this miracle turnaround's coming. Yeah, you get a bunch of Royals and you get a bunch of Twins. That doesn't matter. You have to hold this team to what they said it was, multiple championships over the next five years. You know what you got to do first? You got to win a playoff series. Absolutely. And two years in a row, they got crushed. All right. So tell me, where, where's all the wins coming from? Thank you, Dan. We where, appreciate the phone call. Thank you. It, yeah. It, it's, it, Dan, it's Dan's got a lot to say. Look, look, uh, nobody, I, I, I get where he's c- coming from. Nobody's excusing Henderson's errors. Uh, you know, I, I'm about to talk about how, you know, Garcia, who is useful to a certain degree, is still. Yeah, you know, one of Tony's great loves, I guess. I, I you know, there, there's, I, I know he's been filling in, but Josh Harrison, who has not been great at the plate, I like him in the field. And there's nothing wrong with Josh Harrison in the field as far as I'm concerned. Now, Andrew Vaughn should be playing every day, regardless of the matchups. His bat is good enough where he should be on the field and in the lineup every day. And I'm hoping that we'll get to that point, Brian, because we need that because he's got to learn. You know, if if he's not doing well against right-handers, he's got to make the adjustment. The only way you do that, you don't do that sitting on the bench. couple things here. Uh, Mike, our, our first caller, um, I, I'm with Dan, our second caller, that it's a bandbox for both sides, right? I mean, it's one thing to sit there and, and, and I'll celebrate the, the Yankees' talent and, and power because, I mean, good Lord, Look at the size of Aaron Judge. I mean, you want to feel inferior. He's a freak. Thing. He is a freak of nature. I can feel his immense size just on TV. Absolutely. <laughs> so, but I'm with Dan because it's not about winning a bad division. And right now, 26 errors, nine from Tim Anderson, not damn good enough. And your offensive They're numbers beating themselves. Eloy Jimenez, I love the guy. I love his attitude. I wish he was out there, you know, a lot more. He's been, you know, injury prone. He's slashing two two twenty two 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 fifty six and three thirty three. He's not a savior. He is, you know. Hopefully, he's as it stands kind of, right now. He is not. No, but the, so, but the story it, is not over. And what Dan no. was saying is basically he's he he has made judgments on a lot of people, permanent judgments. It seems like on a lot of players. Look, the story isn't over with Eloy. No, no. The series isn't over. They could win today and tomorrow and, and split the series, yep. and you'd feel pretty good about it, yep. right? I mean, even though a whole lot of ugly Thursday night and a whole lot of ugly last night, I get it. But I'm with Dan, and I think Dan was also our Kopech guy from a couple of weeks yeah, ago. I, I, was, as we were talking, it's like, yeah, yeah that's yeah, the Kopech yeah, speak, He was. Speak. I was speak. thinking about the soundbite, yeah. too. Wait, I was I waiting for it. I but, was waiting and, for but it. God, God bless Write me. Write that down, Dan from Barrington. And, you know, God bless him. He picks up the phone and uh, look. And, he's and got a lot of passion. I I have got uh, no yeah. problem with anybody that has an, a, a a lot of passion. But uh, look, uh, it, it's but somewhere he, in the middle. He brought up Grandel, and so did Mike, our first caller. Now, Grandel is an interesting. You know, he he we celebrated him because he signed here because he kind of he bought into the story they were selling that they were going to be a great team in the next few years. He wanted to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. You know, the money helped too, Mm -hmm. but 
MLB.com did a thing where they went through all of baseball and for each team picked one guy that said has to be better moving forward for that team to, to hit, you know, to get its ultimate success or to be successful. And they put Grandel down there. Now, yeah. I, I would throw this out to you, Mark, and also other Sox fans and, and Cub fans can too, you know, join in if it makes a difference. 312-332-3776. Is it really Grandel who has to be better if he had to pick one guy on the Sox team that from here to the end of the regular season has to really step it up and be better? Is it Grandel or is it somebody else? Could you make a case for somebody else? Now, Grandel is one for his last 11. He got a rest last night. He has five strikeouts. And Tony's like, hey, look at the contact he's making. Okay, whatever. Uh, you want to explain yeah, that away? He keeps hitting it to other people. Right. But, uh, I mean, is it really Grandal? You've got a great point. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We're we're up against the break. The phones are hot. We will come back, take some phone calls, and take phone calls on that. Who has to step up? I don't think it's Grandal. I have an argument for somebody else. And we'll do that when we come back here on ESPN one thousand with Xander and Hanley. Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Your home for your Chicago White Sox, ESPN 1000. That's what we're talking about. Whether you're on the ledge, you're not on the ledge, or you're somewhere in between. Xander and Hanley on a Saturday morning. We've got Jim. He's been on hold for a while. Let's get to Jim here. He wants to talk about uh, guaranteed rate field and attendance on the south side. Hey, Jim. Welcome to ESPN. Morning, gentlemen. So, I think we've already jumped off the ledge. How could we only draw twenty grand on th- Thursday, and then twenty-eight last night against the Yankees in beautiful weather? It's it, it's baffling to me. I mean, the Yankees usually believe me. I've been a season ticket holder for a long time. I attend seventy, seventy-five games a year, and we couldn't give away our tickets yesterday because we wow. couldn't go for a family reason. And I, I literally couldn't give them away. Hey, look, um, I, it's so hard to answer that. Uh, you know, there are fans that that want to see him playing better. Um, you, you know, who who knows? Who knows? I the the other thing, you know, you're talking about guys who need to step up and and things. Yeah, look, the guys that we were supposed to count on, guys like Louis Robert. I mean, can that guy go to his right for a ball in the outfield? Could. Could he maybe be a little selective at the plate? Um, it, it's, I don't think it's one guy. I think it's every guy. And well, I think agreed, but if agreed, but, uh, George, uh, I mean, Jim, if we go back to what Brian was saying, if there was just one person, the person that has to stand up and play solid to the end of the season, who would that be? Would it be Grandal as, uh, as picked out? No, I think it's Robert. I think, honestly, okay, okay, the there guy you go. You- you, you set him up as your star. I do have one other thing, though, that yep. really surprised me. Yep. You know, we played the Angels, and prior to the season, I never heard anybody talking about the Angels as a you know potential playoff team or anything. No. I was really shocked at how much better of a lineup they have than we do, even when healthy. Uh, I would... I think we may have overstated this team, quite frankly. Uh, I'm, we may not be as good as we thought we were supposed to be. Um, when, when a team comes out of the blue and I, I go, wow, their one through six is way better than ours, even healthy, uh, I kind of went, meh. It doesn't hurt having two of the best players on the planet. But Otani has but don't we, start swinging but don't we have two of the best players on the planet? We don't have, we don't have Otani, no. Otani hasn't even started hitting yet. Yeah. I mean, think of how scary that is if, if you're Joe Madden. I mean, 
it's um it's amazing and thanks for the call it, yeah, well, a couple things there you couldn't give away the tickets i mean literally you were going to give away the ticket i mean that's back when i was a cub season ticket holder decades ago and they were terrible and they would draw twenty thousand on a saturday on a beautiful saturday now, he mentioned tip- he mentioned 20 on a thursday and 28 on a friday well right. obviously thursdays and fridays are different because of the way people you know work schedules and such but you know, I mean, most a lot of people are working at home now. So well, it's like, that's true. Well, maybe they're so homebound they just don't even want to leave. Well, I, I, it is it is disappointing. It is. is on the north side. The Ricketts has got the perfect world, right? He's drawing thirty one, thirty two thousand a day, and his payroll is nothing. He's banking more money now than he did when he had Ibrizo and Baez. And that and, might be the point. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. He's got the best of all worlds. It's right. A business he's, plan. He's, yeah, and they're buying the fourteen dollars beers look, while they're out look, there. Look, uh, we we can we can talk forever on the the whole idea of attendance on the south side. I do know that as a Sox fan, you know if if they're not playing well, that weighs into it. It's just not about going to the game. If not playing well, it it will weigh into it. You know, to what but, degree, but to a, whom, whatever. But he does have a great but point. He has, Oh, he has a great point because yep. uh, you know I, I was laughing at Joe Madden intentionally walking a guy with the bases loaded. And like two days later, they started this this unbelievable streak they've been on, right? Where they, yeah, you know, I don't know if it's you know coincidence or whatever, but they they there are seven teams on pace to win a hundred or more games. I don't know if the Angels are, are are in that group. I'll have to check, but they're playing a lot better. And there's a guy who goes to sits out their games and just looks at them when they show up and like, man, they're pretty good. And I think it's a legitimate question: How good are these White Sox, even when healthy? They'll be. They should be good enough to win this division. But I'm back to to our caller uh, Dan. That's not the barometer. I, I as, as a Sox fan, I would think you you want more than just being in the playoffs and and not making any noise. You expect more from yes, this team. Be- absolutely. Be- be- yeah, I mean, because they supposedly expect more from this team. And, and we'll as see. they should. Peter and Tinley Park jumping in here. ESPN 1000 with Xander and Hanley. Hey, Peter. Hey, uh, so my biggest concern right now is I've been to these games and when are we going to start hitting with the bases loaded? No doubt. Like, that we, is the, that is the bell I've been ringing last. all day. Yep. yep. We are dead last in the league and with the bases loaded. And you got a team like Cincinnati who has the worst record in baseball that's hitting over 400 with the bases loaded and we're one for 18. That's oh. a concern that needs to be addressed. Yeah, I, you know, it's uh, thank you, George. It's or, I mean, uh, uh, Peter. Um, it's it's one of those things, right, Brian? Where it's like one okay, we, we could we could hit, we could hit and load the bases, and then what happens? And yeah, I, I we we'd have to check on that stat if it's one for eighteen. But I will tell you this: it's something that I've noticed without paying attention to the stat line that this is an issue for this team. And, and again, it just goes to speak of uh, the offense and what we're not doing, but specifically how we're not getting that done. Now, who has been our RBI leader for years now? Jose Abreu. Jose Abreu, for me, is the guy that needs to step up and play like Jose starting today all the way through the end of the season. It's not Grandal. It's Jose Abreu. For me, and, and, you know that's interesting because year in year out, we've heard that you know everyone excuse away the Jose's slow start, sluggish starts is all about weather, and he's from Cuba and he, he has to wait till the weather warms up, then Jose warms up. 
Um, that's nice. I don't think you have that luxury with a team that's been offensively challenged and certainly defensively challenged. I think that, you know, now that you're, you're a leader of this team, you're on the other side of 30, you're, you know, it, it, you need to come out and put together a full season yep. and not say, wake me up in the middle of June and I'll, I'll be okay and start putting my numbers together. Well, the heat so, is here. So if they, if there's any truth to that, I mean, it's got to start happening right now. Yeah. And, and it's so Abreu is yours. MLB.com said Grandal. And How about I'd love you? To hear, you know, if sitting here as a, as a, a non-Sox fan, I would probably say, um, I, I don't, I, I, Tim Anderson, I, I mean, offensively, they, they win when he does well. I can't sit here. The most He's putting the bat position. on the ball. He's doing pretty okay, decent. But, but you're yeah. the most important position on the field, and you've got nine errors, and the team's got 26. Well, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, okay. yeah. I, that, that, that can't go on. His game is so, very lopsided right now. Right. And, and you know, you know, getting a little fracas with the, with Donaldson uh, last night, okay. I mean, if, the, if that makes you feel better or if that's the edge you need, fine. If that's going to, yeah, rev you up. And, and we're, yeah. we'll get into that. It didn't that. rev anybody up. I mean, come on. It's just I, I need him to be – if you're going to be the superstar of this team, then I need you to play both sides, I, offense and defense. And the defense has been – if you had 10 errors last year and you got nine right now, I, I, unlike Tony Larusa, I'm concerned. And to go back to with the bases loaded thing, I think, Xander, you are right. They're about 1-18. Uh, but I found an even better stat. The White Sox ate at bats a season with the bases loaded with less than two outs, two strikeouts, two infield pop-ups, ground and oh. double plays, and ground out force outs at homes. <sighs> See that yet, that that is the very specific issue, or, or one of them with the offense. Game, game changing type, you know, situations, right? A- Either give you a lead or get you back in a game. Um, and you know when those, you know, whether it's early in the game like last night, and you come up with the nada, or it's late in the game, and you don't come up with anything, and you find yourself in extra innings. It's got to be better than that. And yet, right now, defense is running away with our t- Twitter poll. Yet, the offensive numbers not good enough either. Not at all. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We've got George on hold. We'll take him. It will take your phone calls. Who's the one player that has to step up starting today and play solid to their potential all the way to the end of the season? It was MLB that said it was Grandal. I think it's Abreu, and you think it's T.A.? Brian? Yeah. Okay. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Does it matter on the north side? I'd love to hear if Cub fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, tell us who 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 it's you need to see do that on the north Schwindel. side. Not sure if it <laughs> if it matters. 